five, look with me. Uh, well, before we get there, don't look at it yet. Okay, look at me. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard a, a, a group of girls standing around talking, giggling? And if you listen carefully, you kind of sneak up, you know, close by, you might hear something like this. You might hear some giggling and then you might hear, he's a babe. All right. Now, they're not, you know, guys, they're not talking about you. Okay. <laughs> uh, just rest assured they're not talking about you. Uh, but uh, the other, I don't remember when it was, just, it was recent, last, within the last few weeks, uh, drove through Biscuitville. And um, at the drive-thru, it was, you know, if you go to a place with any kind of regularity, you kind of learn the voices. This is a different voice. And, but the voice at the drive-thru, uh, you know, intercom, uh, was slightly different. And, uh, you know, but then it was really different because she said something like, uh, what can I get for you, darling? And, you know, I'm, I'm used to them being kind and everything. But uh, anyway, uh, then, then she said, uh, you know, I told her my order, and then she says, okay, we'll pull on up to the window, babe. And so I, as I pulled around, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not your babe, <laughs> okay? No matter what you look like, I am not your babe. And uh, uh, this is scarier. Um, one summer, we, it was a, we just got done with team camp, you know, in junior camp, and so I was out in the sun for couple of weeks in the summer. We, I also worked out with a couple of the men in the church. We'd gone on a, I went deep sea fishing. So I, I was very touched by the sun, we could say. Uh, I'd, you know, I'd gotten fairly tan. And uh, I, it was a Friday afternoon. I was doing some work around the house. And so I had a t-shirt on, you know, my sleeves short. And uh, so I, I ran in and it was fueling up the truck. I ran in to get gas and there was a new lady at the counter Many years older than I, okay? <laughs> I don't know how old she was, but she was on the upper end of middle years, okay? Um, and, uh, <laughs> but as I, as I come in and, and I start approaching the counter, she addressed me as babe, you know, which that automatically just kind of irritates me a little anyways. Uh, but then she says, uh, did you just get back from the Caribbean? And that caught me off guard. I was like, what kind of question is that? I was like, what? She's like, did you just get back from the kid? You know, you're tan. And, and then it dawned on me, okay, here's this lady, and, you know, I'm, I'm getting up in years myself, I assume. Uh, <laughs> but she's recognizing and complimenting my tan. And I just said, ma'am, it stops right there, don't worry. <laughs> I just lifted my sleeve up and showed her the, you know, the farmer's tan that I had. And she's like, oh, <laughs> I was no longer babe, so that was I was happy with that. Uh, <laughs> I've never been flattered uh, by being addressed as babe. Now, if my wife calls me that, I'm flattered, okay? But I've never been flattered by anyone else calling me. And I know it's not, nobody's trying to flirt with you and, you know, whatever, it's a, it's just one of those friendly addressing, and it's especially if it's a motherly figure, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but I've never been flattered by it, even if it was just kindness. Okay, I, I don't like think of it as oh, how sweet. Uh, I don't I don't feel like it's a compliment to me, uh, and certainly not in the context of what I want to talk to you about tonight. 
Uh, look with me at Hebrews chapter 5 and uh, verse number 12. <clears throat> Hebrews 5, verse number 12. We'll stay seated and uh, we'll read it. Uh, I don't want you to read it out loud. I'll read it. You just follow along closely. For when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and of strong meat, and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. All right, did you get it? He's a babe. That's, that's my, uh, my, my sermon title tonight so for you guys. He's a babe, okay? <laughs> for everyone, look at it again, verse 13. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Verse 14. For, but strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age, even those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Uh, I, I, I don't want to, I've never been flattered by being called babe. I, I don't feel like it's a compliment, even though people don't intend to, for it to be a, you know, any kind of a, a you know, a, a slight, uh, but it's just, you know, one of those things. And it's just cultural, I, I suppose. Uh, but in this context, I don't even want to be considered, I don't want to be considered a babe at all. Uh, you know, let me give you just a few traits of a babe, okay? Uh, number one trait of a babe, they're weak. Verse number 12 tells us we, uh, that you have need of milk. Why would you have need of milk? Because you're very weak. What, what, what do you mean? How, why is a babe weak? A babe is weak in their digestive system. I mean, you know, a, a babe is, uh, you know, their, their stomach fragility, okay? Uh, they need the nutrients that only a mother can provide until they have physically developed to be able to digest more complex foods. Make sense? They're, they're weak. Uh, a, a baby is weak emotionally and mentally. Babies never laugh at my jokes. Never. Uh, yeah, on the other hand, they're the easiest to make laugh. <laughs> a little... <laughs> and, you know, they're all smiles. They're the easiest to make laugh. You know, teenagers laugh at my jokes all the time. Right, guys? Yeah? Uh, okay. Here you go. Just a little sampling for you. Um, why don't blondes make Kool-Aid? Well, they can't figure out how to get two cups of sugar and two quarts of water in that tiny little packet. Okay? There you go. You guys got it, didn't you? See, teenagers always laugh at my jokes. Uh, <laughs> I'm showing my age, though. The Kool-Aid, they probably don't even sell Kool-Aid anymore like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a man and, a, and his blonde wife are traveling on a road trip, and a, um, a, a breaking news story came across the radio, interrupted the radio program they were listening to. And uh, the news story said that uh, a plane in South America had crashed, and in the crash, 283 Brazilians died in the crash. Several minutes down the road, uh, the, the woman was very, very quiet, this blonde lady. And uh, so her husband says, I know, what's, what's wrong? She said, uh, oh, I'm just so sad about that, that plane crash. I mean, 283 Brazilians? 
She's like, I thought one Brazilian was a lot. <laughs> Come on now, all right? <laughs> one Brazilian? You get Okay, never mind. Uh, y'all are babes, okay? You're babes. <laughs> they never laugh at my jokes. Uh, a trait of a babe is they're weak. Stomach, their stomach is weak. Uh, they're emotionally and mentally weak. They're, uh, they're physically weak, physically fragile. You know I, know, I know we all, you know, you go up to the baby and you, and you let the baby grab your hand and then you say, whoa, that grip, you are so strong. They're not, who are you trying to kid? You want to say strong? Come here. Let me shake your hand, all right? <laughs> you know, we, we, we tease about the baby being so strong, but they're physically weak. That's why we, you know, take so good care of them. Uh, that's why... Um, okay, that's why we use caution in, in holding them. That's why we use caution with, with germs. And we should. Why? Because they're weak. Babes are weak. All right, second thought, uh, babes are dependent. Verse number 12 of, of our passage here, the Bible says, uh, you have need that one teach you again. So the babe is dependent on somebody else. You have need that one teach you again. Uh, no one in their right minds leaves a baby to care for themselves. You know, we assume that our babies need us. Uh, they cannot make it without us. In fact, that no one can care for them like I can and like you can. Uh, that's why God gave them to me. I mean, don't even try to take that baby from me, mean nursery lady. You know, <laughs> right? Okay, I'm kidding there. Uh, <laughs> slightly. Uh, <laughs> you know, malnourished... Uh, a, a baby that is left to themselves is becomes malnourished. Why? Because they can't care for themselves. They cannot nourish themselves. A baby needs the nourishing care of another. Uh, if left to themselves, your child, what would your children eat? <laughs> what would they eat? If you left your children, little children, babies, to themselves, what would they eat? Toys? Their blanket? The cat, anything they can get their hands on. You know, they don't, a baby doesn't regard the nourishing value that anything has. They simply, if it's in their hands, it goes to their mouth. And it must have been good for food. Uh, no matter what they pick up, no matter what it looks like, uh, they put it in their mouth. How about your teenager? What would, <laughs> what would they eat if you didn't make sure that they had a vegetable on their plate? Pizza, Doritos, a monster to drink, and a Snickers milkshake for dessert, right? All right, let's pray. I hear Sir Pizza, the gas station, and cookout all calling at once, okay? Uh, you know, what would, what would you eat if you didn't have somebody who knew nourishment and understood nourishment? Uh, what would you eat if you didn't have somebody to help you get nourished? Well, a, a baby. Uh, needs is dependent on others. All right. A, a third thought about a baby. Okay. A baby is uh, is weak. A baby is dependent, and a baby thirdly is unskilled. They're unskillful. The Bible says in here in verse number thirteen, everyone that useth milk is unskillful. A baby, unskillful. Uh, the word unskillful means uh, it's an adjective. It means not skillful. Unskillful means not skilled, not skillful. 
wanting or lacking the knowledge and dexterity which are uh, acquired by observation, use, and experience. So uh, babies just don't have knowledge. You know, that they, uh, that's why we must teach them and train them. Babies just, they don't have dexterity. Uh, they don't have the readiness of limbs, that, that readiness in performing an action and the muscle response to what they see or to be, to, you know, okay, um, don't, I don't recommend this, but try throwing a baseball at your baby. <laughs> I, I don't recommend that. Okay, that was sarcastic. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, you can, you can take a cat and turn a cat upside down. And, and no matter how high up in the air, okay, you do it. You can, you can drop it, and it'll land on its feet. You can, like, spin a cat. I've done it. And, and <laughs> now, I, I've been very tempted, very tempted to scientifically, that means through many tests and uh, successful testing, to prove this wrong. Uh, but I haven't tried that yet. Uh, but you can take a cat, and you can you try it out. Turn it upside down. Lift it up, you know, on top of the porch. Go over the top of your, your house. In fact, go, go to the top of many houses and drop it, okay? And watch it land on its feet. Now, I don't recommend you do that with a baby. Why? Because they're unskilled. They don't have the dexterity, the, the muscle readiness to perform the needed action for a given situation. Make sense? All right? So a baby, unskilled. As, as the baby grows, observes and uses objects and experiences its surroundings, he gains skill. Uh, As he becomes skillful, what do we say? Wow, you are getting so big. You're growing up. Right? You ever said that? What did they do? They just took a step. That's all they did. All they did is observe, use, and experience enough to take a step. And now they're grown up, now they're big, now they're, you understand what I mean? <laughs> uh, skill, uh, okay, uh, nothing can substitute observation, use, and experience. Skill comes only by these methods. A, uh, the walking baby, okay, uh, tries and falls and tries and falls and wobbly holds onto the seat in front of him and then Let's go and try, you know, come here, come here, take a step, you know, in falls until they'd make that first step. That, that use and observation and experience until finally they'd make that step. How about the, the child in his bicycle? How many times did you fall with your bicycle before you got it? Now, you're probably one of those that you just jumped on it and just started pedaling. You know, <laughs> I hate you. Uh, <laughs> I fell, I'm sure, several times. I don't remember exactly. It was maybe once or twice. But, uh, but you know, you fall and you fall and you fall and you fall until finally you get it. You succeed. Uh, the ball player. Do you, you want to be a good ball player? Guys on the basketball team, you want to be a good ball player? Get a basketball and carry it around with you everywhere you go. Dribble it. Now, you're going to drive your parents crazy, but uh, dribble it everywhere you go. Inside, outside, uh, up and down the hallway. No, don't do that at school. Uh, Up and down the sidewalk. uh, Wherever you go, bounce a basketball. Dribble with it. Run with it. Now, if, if that's your goal, okay? If you want to get good 
you got to do it. You've got to practice with it. You've got to use it, observe, experience, and use. Uh, how about the musician? Uh, teachers that teach music, uh, what, is our, what do those music students have to do? Practice, 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 practice. Students of, of musicians, of teachers, uh, what do you get tired of them saying? Practice, 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 practice. Uh, the teacher always gets better with time. I mean, the, the, the seasoned, experienced teacher is a better teacher. Why? Because they have used, they have experienced, they've observed, and they've, they've, they've gained that knowledge, that muscle readiness, so to speak, in, in their teaching. And they've, they've gotten better. The soldier and his weapon... That weapon, that's his baby. A good soldier knows that weapon backwards and forwards, inside out, piece by piece, can put it together, clean it. He, that, a good soldier knows that weapon like it, like it was he, part of him. He sleeps with it. He cradles it. He takes care of it. He doesn't leave it. He doesn't forget about it. He doesn't, you know, uh, he doesn't stand there when, the, when the, uh, the sergeant never has to ask him, Hey, soldier, where's your weapon? Uh, oh, I, I forgot it. <laughs> Bible class. Uh, <laughs> soldier doesn't do that. Why? Because that is part of him. That that is his baby. That is that is his. He and he learns it, and he, he by reason of use, it becomes part of him. Okay, so a babe is weak, dependent, and unskillful. I don't want to be any of those. I don't want to be a babe. Not in physical life, and not spiritually either. So, I want to give you some thoughts on how not to be a spiritual babe. All right? These girls are like, but I want to be a babe. All right? Uh, how not to be a spiritual babe. Hebrews five thirteen through 14 explains it so beautifully. Everyone that useth milk is unskillful, uh, is is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Uh, what's the cure for this? Well, the cure is very simple. In verse number 14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age, even those who by, say it with me, three words, reason of use. If you want to, to leave babyhood and grow into maturity spiritually, by reason, how does that happen? By reason of use. I, I cannot, I cannot just like it doesn't just happen overnight. It doesn't just happen over time. It's by reason of use. It's not something that you just, you know, it's not simply just by watching, though. That's part of it. it, it, it I have to get actively involved into leaving being a baby and becoming mature in the Lord. A spiritual baby cannot read their Bible and discern what is good for them and what they need to digest. A spiritual baby sits in church, and you, you've seen this probably. A spiritual baby sits in church and gets offended when the message includes something that maybe they weren't ready to hear, they weren't ready to digest. They can't spiritually digest. Uh, they can't discern that good, and it's not talking about evil as in uh Okay, in, in one sense, it would be discerning between good and evil. But in this sense, it's talking about discerning what is good for you and what is not for you at that moment. Does that mean that, that whatever the preacher said, that, that, that you know, it, was, it was not right? No, 
it just maybe it wasn't for you that moment. So what does it show me? It shows me that I'm a baby. <laughs> it shows me that I'm immature. All right, so how not to be a babe, right? Now, let me give you three thoughts on how not to be a babe. What three things help become skillful? Uh, use, uh, let's see, I'm sorry, observation, use, and experience. So I'm going to switch up just a little bit. And the number one thought, if you don't want to be a spiritual baby, use your Bible. Do you have a Bible? Do you have a Bible? Then use it. Use it. I mean, like, like get it out and open it up. Feel the pages. And, 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 and begin to learn, uh, you know, the, the, begin to learn this thing. Okay. Um, how long have you had your Bible? Let me just look at it. Let me just look at it and see how well it lays open. Let me just look at it and see... If the if the there's like a you know if it's worn a little bit there where your thumb is, let me just just kind of roll through it like this and see you know where where has there been anything marked in here? Has there been any notes of any kind? Now, use your Bible. Uh, I remember when I was a kid. I'm not I'm not a um, like a. I, I love guns. I love shooting. Okay, but I'm not. My grandfather, now he was a shooter, okay? Um, I enjoy it. But I remember when I was a kid, my, they, my dad got me a twenty-two. It was a Remington twenty-two bolt action, uh, uh, bolt action rifle, and iron sights, no scope on it. And uh, I don't know how many thousand of bullets I shot with that thing. I, I promise you, in a, in, in a week's time, I would go through a couple boxes of 100 just just shooting. There's no telling how much lead is in the tree, uh, the, the log out at the end of the, pa- the pasture where, uh, at our house in New York. There's no, that, that log is probably thousands of pounds heavier now. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. And in and the trees beyond that, and then the trees beyond that, and then down the hill and at the neighbor's house. No, it's never, never there. Uh, but th- that gun, I... I, I um, unashamedly could say, I got good with it. I could shoot it. And we, um, we, my brother and I, we would go out and we would shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and go through hundreds and hundreds of 22 rounds. Now, I was very comfortable with that. I knew how to clean it. I knew how to take care of it. I knew where it was. I knew, uh, I was very, now, Comfortable is maybe not the right word because you shouldn't be comfortable with a gun, period. Uh, but I was very, um, I could handle it. I knew that gun. I knew where that bullet was going to go when I, when I had it up on my shoulder. I knew that gun was it, was, it was a baby to me. I mean, it was, I was skillful in it. Uh, can you say that about your Bible? Learn the books. Can, can, you, can you quote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy? Can, can you go through the whole Bible? Can you name the books? Well, we ought to. We ought to memorize it. Psalms 119.11, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. We ought to study it. 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What do you know about your Bible? 
We ought to believe it. Romans 3, verses 3 through 4, the Bible says, For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief uh, make the faith of God without effect? God forbid, let, let God be true and every man a liar. Now, uh, no, okay, uh, I, I'm not against Bible apps, but a Bible app can't do this for you. Now, I mean, you can get, I, I use them. I mean, I've got one on my computer, I've got one on the iPad, I've got one on my phone. I, I, you know, I'll listen to the Bible occasionally. There's times where, where that's good. But nothing can replace that right there. And, and, and you ought to be so comfortable with these pages. And your New Testament ought to be so comfortable. And they ought to be marked. And you ought to be, you ought to be able to, uh, if somebody needs to know how to go to heaven, you ought to be able to pull out your New Testament because you have it with you and open it up. And it ought to fall open somewhat. And you should not have to take five minutes to look for the page and look for the correct verse and think, now, okay, now what verse was that again? It ought to be so, how do you get there? You just, you use it. You get, like, you get good with it. And, and, and you know where the books are and you know where the pages, how it feels. And, it, and you can't, there's nothing that can do that for you. You've got to do that for yourself. And, and it ought to get to the point where, where if, if I went and got a new Bible, I would almost for several weeks, maybe even months, feel a little bit like, man, I'm just so not used to this. I mean, <laughs> I used to be able to say, oh yeah, it's right. Oh wait, that's the wrong page. Oh, there it is right there. Okay. That, that's how it ought to be. Why? Because we use it. Secondly, all right, so uh, how do I, if I want to not be a spiritual baby, uh, number one, I need to use my Bible. Number two, I need to observe other Christians. I observe other Christians. I don't want to be a spiritual baby. So observe others. Uh, observation will teach you what to do. It'll teach you how to do things. Uh, okay, uh, watch me. Hold, hold it like this. If you've ever tried to teach anybody anything, it usually starts with these words. All right, now watch me. Right? Have you ever tried to teach anybody anything? <laughs> uh, it starts with those words. Uh, observation will teach you what not to do. Uh, every YouTube recommended recommendation list uh, ever is full of Fails. Fail videos, right? Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. No one, <laughs> you know, how many of those are what not to do, right? Uh, every, you know, no one ever watches somebody fail and then says, oh, I, I, I got to do that. I want to do that. <laughs> well, there's a few teenagers that do that. <laughs> That's right. But that just proves my point, okay? <laughs> they, uh, it just proves my point. They're a babe. Uh, observe preaching. Observe somebody praying. Observe Bible principles at work in other Christians' lives. Uh, principles like tithing. Uh, does Matthew 6.33 really work? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Does that really work? Well, observe it and find out. Find somebody that's doing it and Watch. Does Jeremiah 33.3 really work? Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Does that really work? Well, watch somebody and find out. Praise the Lord, Miss Sharon Ronan had a good report today. Someone's been praying for her. Have you been praying for her? Well, that's part of it. I mean, <laughs> uh, please do. Observe it and find out. Does Psalms 126, 5 and 6 really work? 
<coughs> the Bible says, But they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Does that really work? Well, find somebody that's doing it. Observe them and find out. Who should I be observing then? Well, observe those that are practicing biblical principles. Observe those that are doing right. Observe those that are not critical of truth. All right? If you just, just, just listen to those around you and the, the conversation of others. If they're being critical of, of Bible teaching, then don't observe them. Okay? But observe those that are following biblical principles and watch their life and see if it works. That's what you did when you wanted to walk. That's what you did when you wanted to throw. That's what you did when you wanted to play. That's what you did when you wanted to drive. That's what you did when you wanted to uh, to hunt or to do whatever. That, when you were learning how to do something, you watched somebody and you observed how they did successfully what you wanted to do. So observe. Observe those that are not babes. Don't don't watch the babes in church, okay, <laughs> guys? Uh, don't watch the babes around the church. Don't watch those that are immature in the Lord. Get your eyes off of them and watch those that are living and following biblical principle. Why? Because if I want to go out, grow out of being a babe, I got to observe and learn what to do, not what not to do. I mean, I need to learn what not to do as well. All right. Uh, Number three. All right. So I want to observe other Christians. I want to use my Bible. Number three, uh, experience what pleases Christ. You'll never leave the babe life until you move from the observation stage and into the experience stage. You never drive a car just by watching someone else drive. You'll never become that ball player until you pick up the ball and get some playtime yourself. You'll never become a ball player by watching it on the television, by watching it, by going to the games. That's not how you become the player. Now, you can become a fan that way, but not the player. Uh, you'll never make bread just by watching the baker. Uh, you must take the steering wheel, pick up the ball, get your fingers into the dough yourself. Experience for yourself, Matthew 6.33, and trust God with your finances. Experience for yourself, Jeremiah 33.3, as you call on the Lord and he answers your prayers. Experience for yourself, Psalms 126.5 and 6, uh, and tearfully pray for others that you've been given the gospel to and bring your sheaves in with you. Am I a babe? That's not a question for you to answer out loud. It's for you to think about yourself. Am I a babe? I mean, am I a Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 and 13 and 14? Am I that kind of a babe? Am I skillful in the word? If the preacher called on me to participate in a sword drill, okay, or if the preacher called on me to, to read it, hey, uh, so-and-so, could you look up, uh, look up John 5, 6 and, and read that for us today? If, you know, do, you, do you hide when it comes you know, Sunday school class time and, and, and not want to get called on for anything? Is, do you, do you, did you even bring your Bible? Are you a spiritual babe? Are you skillful in the word? All right, have I had my senses exercised to discern good? Let's not be satisfied as a babe. Let us kiss these words by reason of use. 
by reason of use. Let us, by reason of use, move from being a baby to being mature in the Lord. Can, can you win somebody to Christ? Praise the Lord. I'm excited for Kayla and for uh, Alessandra. Uh, praise the Lord. Can you win someone to Christ? Well, observe somebody. And then, and then get your New Testament out and mark it. And then practice on somebody. Somebody that, you know, that's not going to be, you're not going to be embarrassed in front of if you, if you mess up. And then go with somebody and, 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 and try it out. And by reason of use, become skillful. Can, do you get anything from your Bible? Do you, do you study your Bible? Okay, well, um, if you don't, well, then get a Bible and, and, and start learning, you know, where the books of the Bible are and start memorizing Scripture and, and, and write down a verse and, and that, 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 that spoke to your heart and put it in your pocket and, and you know, every time you reach in your pocket throughout the week, uh, pull it out and, and read it and think about it and, and memorize it and begin to... And begin to take the word of God and, and write it on the table of thine heart. <laughs> and, and look, that's how you, that's how we all move from being a babe into being mature in the Lord. Let's, by reason of use, move from baby to mature in Christ. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord.